The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Daf Nun. Today's Daf has been studied by Elun Nishmat, Morzikini Yosef Ben Sara, the Maratzikinati. Yafar <laughs> Of the mazik of Bor. The Gemara Mishnah begins. A hotel Bor. Bereshut Yachid. Guy dug a Bor, a pit, in the private domain. Upetchol Bereshut Rabim. But the opening of the Bor is in the Bereshut Rabim, which is he built it on an incline. So therefore, it starts in the Bereshut Hayachid, private domain. But the opening of the pit itself is in the Bereshut Rabim. Or the opposite. Bereshut Rabim. He started to dig it in the Bereshut Rabim. Upetchol Bereshut Yachid. But it's opening. Is in the private domain, or b'rishut yachid, b'tchol b'rishut yachid. We open it in one b'rishut yachid, and it's open to another b'rishut yachid. Achir, bottom line, the Mishnah says in all these cases, no matter where the opening of the board is, hayav comes. Hashin says, b'tchol b'rishut rabim. Right, he started to dig it in the private domain. The opening is in the b'rishut rabim. Ve'koshikinim hafar b'rishut rabim, b'tchol b'rishut rabim. All the more so, the Mishnah doesn't have to tell us if the board is totally in the b'rishut rabim. Don't think that the only type of board that the Torah was mechayev is when there's an owner. Where it has connection to the Rishut Yahid. You're going to learn clearly. If a person digs a well in the Rishut Rabim Gufa, even though technically there's no owner to the board of the Rishut Rabim, still you're going to be Hayab. The Mishnah is coming to those other cases, not only the obvious case where the board is in the Rishut Rabim, but even cases where the board emanates from the Rishut Yahid and goes to Rabim, or Rabim and goes to Yahid. Even if the board goes from Yahid to Yahid, that's the next Rashi. Well, actually, the next Rashi. Rishut Rabim, that's how you dug the well in the Rishut Rabim. But the opening is in the Rishut Yahid. The Havid board in the Rishut Yahid. That's the key. Bottom line, I have a board in the Rishut Yahid. Somebody goes and falls into the board. I can tell the guy, hey, you're trespassing. Who asked you to come into my Rishut? So that she has to say the case is talking about where the owner of the board was Mafkiri's Rishut. We allowed people to trespass. Oh, so therefore you cannot say, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? You allowed me to come in there. And you didn't, you did not relinquish ownership of your board. So therefore you still own the board. You're considered Baal Habor. And therefore indeed, it's going to be Hayab. Rashi says Hayab. The Kasavar Hayubad Habor. Ben Bishut Rabim. Ben Bishut Yachidi. Ubevad Shiafkidi Shuto. Our Tana holds. Bor is Hayab. Ben Bishut Rabim. Ben Bishut Yachid. Just with one stipulation. When the board is in the Shuti Yachid, you have to be Mafkir your Rishut. 
allow the guy to come in. Once the guy's permission to come into your reshut, and he falls into your ball, you're going to be Hayav. Last case in the Mishnah, through the eyes of Rashi. Reshut Yahid, Upetchol Reshut Yahid. You dug it in the Reshut Yahid, and the hole is in a Reshut Yahid. So Rashi says, I forgot the Enkansad Reshut Rabim, even though there's no Reshut Rabim Miklal over here. It's all in a private domain. So it says, Hayav. Again, the rule is, so long as the fellow in the Rishut Yahid was mafkir his Rishut in order to allow somebody to come in. So that's the basic rule we're learning over here. You got to have a board that has an owner. That's why board Rishut Yahid is Hayav. However, he has to be mafkir his Rishut to allow people to come in. And the Hidush is also that Yahayab is a Rishut Rabbim as well. continues. Rabbanan. A guy digs a board in the private domain and it opens up to the Rishut Rabbim. Hayav. Vezehu bor amur batorad ver bishmael. Good. So Rabbi Ishmael tells us Hidush. The classic bor that the Torah talks about is a bor. Bereshut Harabim. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Hifkir Reshuto, Velo Hifkir Boro. No, Rabbi Akiva, so you know what the classic bore of the Torah is? Where he dug it in the Reshut Yahid. And it's in the Reshut Yahid. And the guy was Mafkir, his Reshut. And therefore the bore is in totally in Reshut Yahid. Zehu bore Ha'amur Batorah. So now we have a fantastic look at Rabbi Akiva Rabbi Ishmael. According to Rabbi Ishmael, bore Ha'amur Batorah is a bore in the Reshut Rabim. That's the classic. According to Rabbi Ishmael, no, according to Rabbi Akiva, Bora Amur Batorah, the classic Bor, is a Bor that isn't the Rishud. Hayahid. So now the Gemara explains. Nobody argues on a Bor that's dug in the Rishud to Rabim that you're going to be Hayaf. Even though you could argue, hey, who's the owner? The Torah says, Ba'ala bor yishalim. In the Shutta Rabim, you're not the owner. So the Gemara says, Amar Kira, Ki Yiftah Vichi Yichre. Torah comes along and says, There's two types of guys that are going to be Hayab. One guy that opens a board, meaning there's like a, a manhole cover on the board, and he just opens it up. And another guy that comes along and digs. So the Gemara says, Im ala peticha Hayab, al kiriyalo kocheken. If just uncovering a board, the Torah says, Yahayab. Certainly you're going to be Hayab if you did the actual digging. What is the Torah to come along and add ki yichre? What's already you telling me ki yiftah kod sheken ki yichre? So comes the Gemara. Ela shall escape petichav al escape kriya ba alo to come and teach you over here that even though you don't own the board, but just the fact that you uncovered it or the fact that you dug it. That already makes you the owner of the board to be Hayab on. Because Hadush, really, if you think about it, board of Rabim, you're right, I dug it, but it's not my board. Kamashmana, no. That when you uncover the board or you dig the board, you did the Ma'aseh, and therefore we attribute the board as yours, and therefore you're going to be Hayab. So therefore, everybody agrees, board of Rabim, if somebody falls in it, the digger or the one that opened it, indeed is going to take the. Uh, responsibility. Look at Rashi, please. Rashi on the Amud Bet. Rabbi Akiva modeled Rabbi Ishmael b'bor b'shut Rabim dehu amur b'Torah. 
Everybody agrees, even Rabbi Akiva that said Bor B'Shut Yahid agrees that a Bor B'Shut Rabim is Hayab. Ava Rabbi Ishmael, lo modulil Rabbi Akiva be Bor B'Shuto. Rabbi Ishmael argues on Rabbi Akiva and says a Bor in the private domain, not Hayyub. Why? The customer ki afkere lach l'shuti lav hayyuve ana bezeka afkerte. Exactly. Which means he holds once already. I'm mafkir my reshut, which means according to Rabbi Akiva, the only way born reshut that a yachid is going to be hayab is I have to allow you to come into my reshut. Mm-hmm. Correct? Because if, if I didn't allow you to come into my reshut, you, you trespassed, you fell into my board, it's your problem. So I let you come into my reshut. So you're making message, once I let you come into my reshut and you fell into the board, I'm going to be hayab to pay. Rabbi Akiva looks at it, the Bishma'i looks at it differently. Bishma'i says, hey, once I give you permission to come into my reshut, so therefore I accept upon myself responsibility for you as well. And therefore, I didn't invite you into my shoot to hurt you. And therefore, indeed, according to uh, uh, the B Yishma'il, he says that only a board b'shut to the beam is going to be hayaf. However, when it comes to a board b'shut hayahid, when he's mafkir the reshut, lav le anabezeka, which is I was I let you come in, not to, that I have to pay you now. I let you come in, but if you fall to your board, at your own risk. Well, I have to pay you and I invited you in. But you're a human being. Be careful. I didn't invite you in now that you're going to be a liability to me. That's the way the Bishma'il understands. So we have a fantastic mahlukin on the uh, area where board is chayav. I repeat. Lishitat Rabbi Akiba, board is chayav everywhere. Ben Brishut Rabbim, Ben Brishut Yaqid. Bishuti Yabim, I'm not the Ba'ala Bor, you are the Ba'ala Bor. The one that digs it, that's Hanus Nutra. The digger, that's like you, you owned it. The one that made the Bor. Bishuti Yahid, I'll let you come into my shoot. I'm I'm on the hook now, I'm liable. The B Ishmael looks at it differently. Bor Bishuti Yahid, you Hayav. I'm sorry, Bor Bishuti Rabim, you Hayav. You're the owner, you dug it. But Bishuti Yahid, once I already allow you to come in, I'm allowing you to come in, but I don't want any liability. So comes again what says. Exactly, we just said. Rabbi Akiva Savar Bor Bishutona Mechayav. Rabbi Akiva says that a board in the private domain is Hayav Dikhtiv. Ba'alabor. Because the Torah refers to Ba'alabor, the owner of the board. Bebor, the itle ba'alim kama rahmana. That's about a board that has an owner. What's the classic case of a board that has an owner? When it is in the private domain. Rabbi Ishmael Savar Ba'alatakala. Which means when it says Ba'alabor, he understands meaning, don't read it literally Ba'alabor, but the owner of the Takala, which means the, the one that created the stumbling block. That means in the Rishut Rabin, you're not, you're not technically the owner of the board, but you're the owner technically of the stumbling block. You caused the, the stumbling block. And therefore, he learns only in the Rishut Rabin. Ela, oh, so according to this, over the Gemara has a question. My zebor ha'amur b'torad ka'amar Rabbi Akiva. Right, Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, the bor b'rishut ha'yahid. That's the bor that the Torah talked about. What are you talking about? You hold every bor the Torah is talking about. You're talking bor b'rishut ha'yahid, bor b'rishut ha'yahid. What are you coming along and highlighting? Oh, bor b'rishut ha'yahid? Rabbi Akiva says, that's the classic bor. What do you mean? According to you, every bor is classic. Why did he single out the zehu bor Ha'amur Batura. Kabara says, My Batura de Kabarika Zeu Borshipta. So Zehu Borshipata Katuf Tehila le Tashlumin. 
which means there's two pasukim of board. One pasuk of board talks about the board damaging, and the other pasuk talks about the fact that the owner of the Barasta pay. So the Ikar pasuk of board is the pasuk that talks about that if the board damages, you have to pay. And in that pasuk where it talks about you have to pay, it says, Ba'ala bor, Yishalim. And therefore, that's the classic pasuk that what? That the Torah says you have to pay on. And which is that? That's a board that is an owner. What's a board that has an owner? The Shutiyachai, look at that sheet. The Tashlumin. Board the Itne Ba'alim, a board that has an owner, that's the Shutiyachai. Ne'emar etzel Tashlum Kedichti. Ba'ala bor, Yishalim. By, we know both boards are written in the Torah. The Shut Rabim is written and the Shut Yahid is written. Rabbi Akiva just said, Why you, Rabbi Ishmael, are porter a board in the Shut Yahid? After all, that's the Torah's board when it's referring to payment. When the Torah said, Baal Habor Yeshalem. That's referring to a private board that's only private property. That's the board that's written in the Torah. They're both written in the Torah. That's the board that's written in the Torah next to Tashlumin. So therefore, Rabbi Ishmael, why would you exempt him? That's the first way of learning the Gemara. This is according to Rabbah. That's Rabbah's way of learning the Mahloket between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Now we're going to learn a new version of the Mahloket in the eyes of Rabbi Yosef. Yosef Amar, new way of learning the Ma'loket. Bebor Bereshut Yahid Kula Alma Lopeligi de Mehayev. Oh. According to this version, ah, even Rabbi Akiva holds. I'm sorry, even Rabbi Ishmael holds that a bor Bereshut Yahid is Hayaf. Everybody holds. Ba'ala bor is a private domain. Where's the Ma'ita'ama? Ba'ala bor Amarachmana. Exactly, it says Wow, the Mahloket is reverse in the Shut Rabim if you did the board. Rabbi Ishmael Savar, Bor Bereshut Rabim, Name Hayaf. Oh, look at this. Now Rabbi Ishmael says, is the, is the Mahmir over here. Rabbi Ishmael says, What? Even a board in the public domain is also Hayaf. Dikhtim, Ki Yiftah, Vichi Yichre. The Hadush Torah is, is that the one that digs it and the one that opens it, he becomes liable. Rabbi Akiva, oh he says, no, I'm sorry, only a board in the Shutta Yahid is Hayav, but in the Shutta Rabim, Patur. I thought we just heard the Hadush, teaches me the one that digs and the one that opens. He's the one that is going to be Hayav Rabbi Yaakov. What do you do with those pesukim ki yiftah and ki yichre? No, he says the ikat of Rachmana ki yiftah. Because if the Torah just would have written ki yiftah, the guy that just there's a hole in the ground with a cover on it, and the guy takes the cover off. Hava amina poteyah udesagilet bekisui. Yeah, how could you undo what you did? Just cover it again. You uncovered it, so then put the cover back on. However, I would have thought maybe if you actually dug it, then it's not enough to just put a cover on it. Maybe I would think to undo your action, you actually have to fill it up. That what? That no. That even putting a cover on a board that you dug would be okay. And I go the other way. If the Torah just would have written, we actually dug it. 
I would say, yeah, to undo something that you dug, there you need to cover it up. Mishum davad ma'asik, she actually did an action. Avad poteyach. But if you just uncover the hole, de lo avad ma'asik, where you didn't actually do a ma'asik, the actual board, ema kisui nami lo ba'eh. Wow, I would have thought that you don't even need a kisui. I would think you didn't do anything. Maybe not hayav in such a case. Kamash ma'alan, no. Uncovering a board is liable. Oh, so let's review now. So it comes out according to this version. Big Hadushim. Rabbi Yosef says, listen. In board, everybody says, Hayav. Torah says, Ba'al, Ha'bor Yisrael. What type of board is there a Ba'al? To a private domain. Where's my Mahlokin? In the Shut Rabbim. What's the Mahlokin? It's Mahlokin, how to learn the Pesukim. Rabbi Aki, Rabbi Ishmael, when he got to the Pesukim, Iftahki Yichre, he came along and said, that's strange. What do you need two terminologies for? If I'm Hayav on Peticha, which I just took the cover of, certainly I'm going to be Hayav on the Kiriyah. Oh, so that's not the point of the Torah. The point of the Torah is saying that the one that digs it, or the one that opens it, that's the one that's considered liable. It's not coming to teach you the, that he's Hayav. For sure he's Hayav. If I'm Peticha, you're Hayav. Certainly on Kiriyah, you're Hayav. The Hadush of the Torah writing Kiriyah is to say that the digging brings ownership. To consider you Ma'alabar, even though it is in the public domain. That's the way to be uh, Ishmael learns. Rabbi Akiva says, no, I'm sorry. Ki yiftah, ki is for a different hadush. You needed to write both. Because if I would have said ki yiftah, I would have said what? That may be in a board that you uncovered, it's enough just to recover it. But in a board that you dug, maybe it's not enough just to put a cover on it. Maybe you actually have to redig it. Oh, so that's why I have to come along and say ki yiftah. But if it just would have said so I would have said in that case by, 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 by digging a, a in that case you have to cover it because that's a serious but if you just uncover it maybe you can leave it uncovered maybe it's not even considered liable teach me the extent of the liability now the Gemara says wait according to this version Rabbi Ishmael holds every board is hayaf so the Gemara asks the obvious question. If you remember, go way back, right after the Mishnah, Rabbi Ishmael is the one that said, that's the board that's written in the Torah. What do you mean that's the board that's written in the Torah? According to you, all boards are written in the Torah. Why does he single out uh, a board Bishut According to you, every board is in the Torah. What do you say? Oh, a board Bishut Rabbim? That's the board. That's the classic board. Every board is classic according to you. We're just telling his counterpart of Yaakim. No, that's the board that the Torah talks about damages. Meaning when the Torah says, Ki yiftah ishbor, ochi yichle ishbor, v'nafal shama shor ochamor. That's talking about a case where you're born damaged. So all he was saying is, my dear colleague Rabbi Akiva, how do you how do you argue with me when the Torah was talking about a classic case of a board that damages? Shor or Hamor fell into it. It was referring to a board with Rabim. All boards are in the Torah. I agree, but the short of Nezik, where the Torah refers to it as a damaging force, is written by Shor Bishut Rabim. So therefore, why don't you agree with me? Now the Gemara begins a host of questions on the Yosef. Again, I, I repeat, so you have it crystallized according to Rab Yosef. The Akiva holds every board is Hayav. Like all boards. And the Bishmael says only board bid shoot a yahid. 
Now the Gemara is going to challenge that. Metive. Question. Ha'chofer bor b'shut rabim. The guy is digging a bor in the rishut rabim. Upetchod rishut yachid. It's opened up to the rishut yachid. So the opening of the bor is in the private domain. Patur. So the deen is patur. Ve'afal pi she'en urashai la'asotken. But you shouldn't have done that. Lefi she'en osin halal ta'at rishut rabim. You don't want you to start digging tunnels under the rishut rabim's property. So even though you're patur technically on such a board, but we, we don't want you to go start digging under the Rishut Yahid and make an opening in the Rishut Yahid because really it's not your property to start digging underneath the ground of Rishut Yahid. But in, in, indeed, if you dug it and it's opening to Rishut Yahid, you're going to be patur. And we have to see exactly why. So comes again and continues. Again. Ha'chofer borot, shihim, umarot. These are all types of wells and cisterns, and caves, Bereshut Yahid, Upetchol Reshut Rabim, Hayaf. Good, because open up to Reshut Rabim, Hayaf. Ve'achofer Borot, Bereshut Yahid, Hasimuchal Reshut Rabim. Third case. You dug the well in your property, but it's uh, like on the border of the Reshut Rabim. Kegon, Elu Ha'chofrim Le'ushin. Like these guys that build Ushin. What is Ushin? That she says they dig like to make a foundation on the side of their property to hold the the wall of the house. So that's it was a custom, I guess, uh, building. You build like a furrow on the side of the house as a foundation for the house. So the deen is well, it's in your property, really. It's in the shuti. The deen is again patur. You're going to be patur. That she says. Oh, so the case is talking about it's a, you dug this ushin, this uh, we'll call it a uh, foundation hole in your private property, and you will mafkir your reshut. You allow people to come in, and still the bright that says over here that you're going to be patur. Okay, good. So the Gemara comes along and says, which means, in this case over here, just like if I dug a well in the Shutara, uh, my private property, and I say, you know what, you're invited to come into my private property, mm-hmm. so now I'm going to be Hayat. Similarly over here, when I dig this uh, well on the side of the Shutara beam, and somebody's animal falls in, I can't say, hey, who asked your animal to fall in? Because the guy can tell me, listen, you built it right on the on the border of the Shutra Beam. <clears throat> I'm sorry, you know, you, you, you're going to be liable. But here it comes along and says again, Ha-chofer, I'm reading again in the Braita. Borot b'rishute yachid as-simukhan al-shutrim kegon. Elu ha-chofrim de-ushin. So according to the first shita, even the ushin case, patur. V'rebi Yosef, v'rebi Yehuda, mehayev. He says, no, indeed you're going to be hayaf. Why? Either if you make, you have to protect, you have to build a wall of asarat al-fahim, or or you distance it from the pedestrians, or for the animals walk, So now the Gemara starts to analyze this braita. We begin the analysis. The reason why you patur is because she did it for foundation. And that's normal. Which means it's an accepted thing that people in their private domain are going to build these uh, wells or these holes 
uh, around their property. That's why you cannot mechayev. Halav le'ushin. Oh, but if it wasn't for that purpose, hayav. That's a bor b'rshut ayachid. Indeed, you're going to be a hayav. Hamani. Now, once already you're telling me this, who is the author of this b'raita? Because this b'raita now is very, very problematic because there's a contradiction. Because the first part of the b'raita said, a guy digs a board b'rishut ha-yahid, batur. The end of the b'raita says, yeah, ushin is batur. Implying that a regular board b'rishut ha-yahid is hayav. My friends, we have a contradiction in this b'raita from the resha to the implication of the sefa. So the Gemara said, I don't have a problem. Between Nabi Yishma and Nabi Akiva, I'll say, Resha Rabbi Yishmael, very good. The Resha is the Yishma that says, Bor B'Shut Yahid is Patur, the Sefa Rabbi Akiva. Let's review. Remember how, how Rabbi learned the Mahloket? Rabbi learned the Mahloket. Everybody says, Rishut Rabbi Mishayav. And the Mahloket Rabbi Yishma Rabbi Akiva says, Bor B'Shut Yahid. Rabbi Ishmael says Patur, Rabbi Akiva says Hayab. This Brayta makes perfect sense. I read by Brayta. Bor Brishut Yahid Patur. Oh, I know who that is. That's Rabbi Ishmael. And then I read the Sefer of the Brayta. Oh, Ushin is Patur. Mashma, regular Bor Brishut Yahid, Hayab. Oh, good, that's Rabbi Akiva. I have no problem. A Brayta can have two opinions. That works very nicely the way Rabba structured the Mahloket. Ela le Rabbi Yosef. Oh, Rabbi Yosef, you're the rabbi that says everybody says Bor Brishut Yahid is Hayav. Everybody, Kule Alma. Well, Pishtama Sefa Devreakol. I don't have a problem with the Sefa. Ushin Patur, regular Bor Brishut Yahid Hayav. That's according to everybody. Ela Resha. But the beginning of our writer that says a Bor Brishut Yahid is Patur. Mani, who's the author? Lord Rabbi Ishmael. It is a brayta that cannot make sense. There is no tana that holds Bor Brishut Yahid is Patur according to Rabbi Yosef. Amalekha Rabbi Yosef. He says, I have no problem by the way. I can get out of this. Kula devre akol hi. The whole Mishnah, brayta, is going according to all opinions. How could that be? Very simple. You know why in the Resha, when I dig a board of Rishut and Patur, because I did not allow people to come into my Rishut. Even the ones that say board of Rishut Yahid is Hayab, that's only where I allow the guy to come in. But in the, this case, you know why I'm Patur? Because I put a big sign, no trespassing. Now the guy comes into my shoot, uninvited, falls into my board. I'm sorry, my friend, that's your problem. What do you mean? But I thought board of the shoot yeah, is hayav. Yeah, it's only when you're allowed to trespass. But when you're allowed to trespass, everybody will be patu. So if I have no problem, I explained it. Amar of Asher, hashtag ukimta. The Rabbi Yosef is the Vraya call. Once read Rabbi Yosef can learn the Braita, going according to all opinions, the Rabbana me lotukma. Which means, do not learn the Braita is going according to two opinions. I'll say on the contrary. Let's review Rabbah again. Rabbah held what? That Rabbi Ishmael holds Bor Brishut Rabbim is Hayat and the Shut is Patur. 
It's good. So the Rishon works out very good according to Bishmael. Says Bor Bishut Ait Patur Bishmael. But the Sefa was a problem. How could the Sefa be the Bishmael? Because the Sefa said only when you're building it for Ushim Patur. Masmud, if you did it in the Shut Ait for regular purpose, you're going to be Hayav. You know what, Abbas? I'll tell you even a Bishmael. How? Ve'Tamad Leushim. Halav Leushim Hayav. Oh, why is that so? Okay, go on. The Arvah Arvuchel Shut Rabim. You know what the case is talking about? If he did it for Ushin, you patur. You know why? When you do it for Ushin, everybody knows that. That's a common practice. But if you didn't do it for Ushin, so then the deen is what? The, you're going to be uh, Hayav. You know why? Because it's not talking about a board that you did totally in the Rishut. You extended it a little into the Rishut Harabim. Also, once you extended it a little into the Rishut Harabim, even the Bishmael is going to say Hayav, which means, Rabbah says, once already you, 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 you're creating formulas to learn the bright according to one opinion. If you push me against the wall, I can also learn this bright according to one opinion. Nabi Ishmael. Resha. Bor patur. That's classic, Nabi Ishmael. Sefa. Bor That you built for Ushin patur. Mashma. That's for foundation. Mashma. Regular bor. Hayav. Oh, I'm going Ishmael. But Torah, we extended it a little. He put it on the border, but it went into the Shut Rabim. And therefore, of course, Rabim was going to say, in that case, it's going to be Hayav. Metibe. Another question. More questions on Nabi Yosef. Again, I'm repeating many times, I just want to crystallize it to drill it into our heads. Rabbi Yosef learned the Mahloket, that everybody holds Rishut Hayahid. Hayav, Mahloket is Rishut Harabim. Once we have that clear, we go on to the question. Okay, the bottom line, the well opens up in the Rishut Harabim. So the deal of the Brayta is Hayav. If it's in the shoot, I just much close on the board of the shoot of the beam, patut. Okay. Beautiful. According to Rabbah, this whole Braita makes sense according to the Bishmael. Because what's the first deed in the Braita? The shoot of the beam, Hayav. That's the Bishmael. The shoot of the patut. That's also the Bishmael. So according to Rabbah, the Braita can be all according to the Shitav of the Bishmael. Ela, the Rabbi Yosef. That says what? <coughs> Everybody else is Back to the Ushin. The reason why when you dug it in the private domain is Patur is because she did it for foundation. Oh, foundation. I would say, if you did it for regular board, you would be Hayav. And therefore, Rabbi Yosef says, I got no problem with the Brayta. Comes again with the Tarabanan. New story. So basically what you have to get out of the last sugya is Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Akiva Two ways of learning Rabbah's way of learning the Mahloket and Rabbi Yosef's way of learning the Mahloket Questions were thrown against Rabbi Yosef's way of learning Whatever questions were thrown at him he was able to solve So both are viable interpretations in the Mahloket of Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva That's very important which means now when you learn the sugya of Bor you have to know what parameter, which, which board was the Torah talking about. And the uh, Tanaim, Amoraim explaining the Tanaim. Good. Now we go for the Tanar Banan. Ha 
ספר ופתח ומסד רבים פטור. אז הגאי דגוואל, הוא אופן את זה, או הוא אופן את זה, ואז הוא אומר, אני מדונת את זה ולבנפיטס של הוואל, אתה רשות רבים, פטור. פטור. Because now it's not his well anymore. Now already it's the uh, public services. Now everybody uh, gets to enjoy the well, so he's off the hook. Hafaru patah. Velo masal rabim hayaf. Okay, that makes sense. He dug the well, but he didn't give it over to the shuk rabim. Guy falls in it, and the hayaf. Vechen minhago shenehunya chofer borot shichinu meharod. That was the custom of a fellow called nehunya, who was the well digger. He used to dig wells, or open the wells, and then he would give it uh, to, the, uh, to the people to benefit. When the rabbis heard Nehunya's practice, This fellow Nehunya fulfilled this halakha. So the Gibbara says, what do you mean? What, that was the only thing Nehunya did in his life? When they said, he fulfilled this halakha. It's Masra's derogatory. He only fulfilled this halakha. We have 630 mitzvot in the Torah. What do you mean he fulfilled this halakha? Ela ema af halakha zu. Meaning, even this halakha, he fulfilled, which means he knew the rules. He knew if he's going to dig a well, he's got to give it over to the Shutan Abim in order not to be liable. Now the Gemara tells a famous story about Nehunya. Tarun Abanan. What happened? One of these wells that Nehunya dug, in order that the pilgrims that go up to Yerushalayim should have water. That's why he used to dig these wells. The wells used to fill up with rain. And therefore, it was a cistern, so the people were able to drink water. So what happened? As she says, he did it for the pilgrims that went up to the holidays in Yerushalayim. Anyway, his daughter once fell into one of these wells. Oh, it's a problem. So they went to tell the rabbi. Instead of calling the paramedics or getting involved with, uh, you know, Hatzalah or something like that, they went straight to the Gadol Adar of Hanina Ben Shalom. First hour he said, everything's okay. Nothing to worry about. Shalom. Second hour we told him, no problem, everything's fine. She's out already. She's got. She's out. She's out of the well. They went back to her. Amrullah. Who took you out of the well? Amrulahim Zekir Shir Rehadim is the menni, like a string of Rehadim of, of sheep or actually goats, rams, that she says it was the ram of Yitzhakabinu. Vizakinihadman he go, and an old man was leading it, and she says that was actually Avraham Abinu. He took me out of the well. Makes sense. God would dispatch Avraham Isha Hasid in order to do a chesed to Nehunyah, because he's also about chesed, he's also doing volunteerism for Klai Islam. So it makes sense. Let the father of chesed come along and you know, pay back and reward somebody that's involved in that midah. <coughs> well, anyway, they went back to the rabbi. It seems they synchronized the watch exactly what time she got out of the well. And that was exactly when the rabbi said, she's free. You're a prophet, they told him. I'm not a prophet, I'm not the son of a prophet. The item that this Sadiq over toiled his whole life to dig wells. Does it make sense that God should punish that his daughter should die in those exact wells? Didn't make sense to me. And God 
accepts the sevara of the tzaddikim, and therefore since the tzaddik said it can't be, God already changed the plan in order to agree to the tzaddik. Even though, even so, shortly thereafter, Nehunya's son died of dehydration. As we explained, said it can't be. said had died in the interim. And therefore that sevara died with him. Therefore now God was free to do as he willed. Shere'ima. We see over here a, a lesson. Usbibav nis'aram me'od. Those that are very religious, or very pious, I should say, they are judged with a fine, like a fine hair's breadth, which means God judges them very strictly. Even like uh, the, the hair, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no uh, leniency. Because God wants to punish the tzaddik in this world, so he has perfect record in Olam Abba. And also, when a person is a perfect tzaddik, it's like a person wearing a white suit. Even a little blemish on a white suit stands out. A person is totally black and he has a stain on him, that's not, not so obvious. So therefore, since the person is a tzaddik, so his shortcomings are magnified, so therefore he's judged on a higher scale. And that's why his son died of dehydration. Even though he's a big tzaddik, Nehunya. But God judges the tzaddikim. God is awesome or fearful to all those that are around him. Even the angels. Which means, even the tzaddikim is the tzaddikim. Like we saw in the Torah by Nadav Abihu, when God punished them, they were the ones that were closest to those Baruch Hu. But since they were closest, so they have to be the most careful. Anybody that says that God is a Vatran. What does a Vatran mean? Vatran means, ah, he lets you slide. He doesn't punish you for the sins. Don't worry, he lets you go. God's, God's not so strict. He's going to, you know, give you a buy on your sins. God says, oh, you, think I, you think I just let things go? With that type of philosophy, his life will become God will punish his body. Because the guy's a sinner. Because this type of philosophy preaches to others, don't worry about your sins. Just don't worry about God, God, God lets it slide. So you're, you're, you're a sinner yourself, and now you're causing other people now to commit more sins? So the Gemara says, how do we know that? That God is justice. All the ways of God are justice. He doesn't just let things slide. What does it say in the Pasuk? Because God is patient. But it says apayim in plural. Which would be singular. What's the plurality of this patience? God is patient for the tzaddikim, which is a good thing. And he's patient for the rishayim, for the bad. Which means, God's patient not to give reward to tzaddikim immediately. He waits till Allah Baba so he can get full reward. And God is also patient to the the Sha'in, instead of punishing them in this world, God is patient and He punishes them in the next world. So it's Sadiqim and the Sha'in. Tarabanan! Well, we have a famous Braita. Lo Adam A person should not destone his field 
In the olden days, they would take the stones, the rocks, things like that. Don't throw the stones from your field into the public domain. The guy was doing that once. He was throwing the stones from his field to the public domain. Right? You empty one. Why do you de-stone from a domain that does not belong to you and throw the stones in a domain that does belong to you? The owner of the field laughs. Look at this Hasid that nobody's talking about. The field belongs to me. On the contrary, I'm throwing it into a domain that doesn't belong to me. And this Hasid, what does he know? He's telling me the exact opposite. So he laughed at him. He said, what does this Hasid know? But subsequently, Guess what? He came on bad times, and he had to sell his field. Now what became his domain? The public domain. And guess what? And he tripped on one of those stones. He was right. The private domain is not yours because it's not conclusively yours. There comes a time where sometimes a person has to sell his private domain. But the Rishut Rabim remains the Rabim's forever. Everybody has a piece of the Rishut Rabim. So the rabbi was right in telling him, listen, that domain over there is not yours. You're throwing it really into your domain. And that's exactly what happened. His domain was taken away from him. It was not his. And he ended up going into the public domain and he ended up tripping on the on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the Avanim. From here we learn a great Musaf. <coughs> That our attitude to the public domain has to be that that's our domain. And therefore, just as we would be cautious not to put damages on our own property, the Rishut Rabim is considered private property. It's your property. If you have to treat it with the same sanctity and the same uh, responsibility as you would do. That goes into the whole subject of littering and throwing things to Rishut Rabim. Because that's your property. One day... Uh, you're going to trip, but I mean, that also on that, God forbid, like it's happening in the story. Let's go to the next Mishnah quickly. A guy digs a board in the Shut Rabim. Okay, a donkey fell into it, or an ox fell into it. Hayav. Echad ha-chofer bor, shiyach, me'ara, haritzin, ne'itzin, hayav. We'll wait for the Gemara to explain us all these styles, but they're all different styles of pits. Okay? No matter what the style, the shape of the board is, some of them are narrow, some of them are wide, some of them are in the shape of a square. We'll see exactly what I will explain each one. Bottom line, all shapes and sizes of a board is Hayav. So then why did the Torah only give me one style? Why did the Torah say board? Seems there's many other types of uh, damages in the family of board. It's giving you the measurements. A board is hayav if it kills a shor or a hamur. Only if it's big enough to kill. The achamim sized it up. A board that's 10 tefahim deep can kill. Less than 10 cannot. So just like a board, the measurements that you're going to be hayav for killing a shor or a hamur is 10 tefahim, so to all the other styles of a board is going to be with the same uh, qualifications, 10 tefahim. But let's say it was less than 10 tefahim. Because I'll say the animal died for a different reason. 
ten tefachim does not less than ten tefachim, meaning nine does not have the ability to kill. I but if it died, you're off the hook. However, v'muzak b'hayav. But for damages, nine tefachim board does have the ability to cause damages. So therefore, you'd have to pay. So we have a famous rule from this mishnah, which we know already. Bor asara hayav for murder, bita, and bor tishah. Patur al mitah v'hayav al nezek. Now the Gemara says, Amar Rav, Bor she'ibah alav Torah. Oh, now we come into the biggest ma'lok at my Bor. Famous ma'lok of the Rav in Shemuel. What part of the Bor makes me hayav? Let's talk outside for a minute. There's two parts of a Bor. <coughs> I dug the ground. I dug, dug, dug. Now I exposed the ground. So when the animal falls in, boom. He hits his head on the ground. So I could say, that's where my hayuv is. The hayuv is on the havat, on the bang, that he hits the ground. Or I can argue and say, he didn't make the ground. The ground was always there. Then you make the ground, the ground is the Shutrabim's ground. What you did is, by digging this hole, you created now haval. Haval is the, we'll call it the poisonous gases that are now manifest in the board itself. So when the animal goes down in that uh, constricted area, so now the air in the board, he breathes it in, and that causes him to die. So what's the hayyub? Is it heaven? Or is it habat? Now you might say, what's the difference? What's the difference between habat habat? I don't care. Bottom line, the animal died. You want to look at it, uh, you know, we're not doing now a, a survey. What killed him? What do I care what killed him? So the Gemara is going to say, Amaraf, Bor Alav Torah Lehavlo. It's the heaven that you can hear. Not the bang. Alma Kasabar, Habata Karka Olamu de Maskale. The yoles at the ground itself, that's not your ground. That's Karka Olam. That was there already from the beginning. What you created in your board was the, the air. The dangerous air. Shmuel says, you know what? Both things. Hevel, not only the Hevel, but also the Haval. That's the Machloket. Good. Now she says, Even though the Haval comes by digging the board, you didn't put the Haval in there. But the haval appears as a result of your digging. The koshken the habato diu avid la le habata, or the more so the habat as well. Why? Why is habat uh, worse? Because he did it himself. Was Charlie did it himself? Which means he agrees that what hofer is going to be hayav for the haval, but he comes along and says also the habat is hayav. Why? He's learning like this. I expose the the ground that he got hit on. That's my mash biyadaim. I did it. The haval comes as a result of my digging. I didn't bring the haval into the board. So if I'm gonna be a haval, which comes naturally, certainly on exposing, my digging actually did, did it masit, expose the ground so be hayav so again, he looks at it and says listen, you damage yourself on the ground 
you hit yourself on the ground. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't make the ground. It's not mine. But the heaven is considered. The heaven is considered lehavlo. The law le chabato. That's his shita. He writes over here according to Rav. Hiyuboshil chofer bor b'shut rabim is because of your hayav now for your damages. And if it's considered yours, what part of the board is considered yours? That's only the hevel of the board. Because the hevel itself chokes the, uh, the nizak, and therefore you dug the board, you brought the habal in, so to speak, you created the item that's mazik, but you didn't create the ground. The ground was there from the beginning. So two ways of learning what the hayuv of the board is. So the Gemara has the obvious question. The intomar... <clears throat> What do you know? Maybe the Torah said only the Chabat is Hayav. How do you know the Torah even recognized this concept of Haval? That's right. When the Torah says Hayav on board, did it tell us what type of board? No. Maybe there's pillows on the bottom of the board. We don't know if it's cushioned. And still what? Hayav. A cushioned board, you can only be Hayav for what? Haval. Because you don't have Chabat. So therefore, he says, from the fact that the Torah said, board is chayav, and did not differentiate between a cushioned board and a non-cushioned board, must be the Torah definitely recognized the air that is dangerous. My benayu, could you give me a practical difference, which is everybody holds, bottom line, that you're going to be chayav. Give me a practical difference between Rav and Shemuel. Which means, once already, both of them are saying, that you hayav. So what's the difference? Rab says you hayav for the heaven. Shemuel says you hayav for both. So, so what's enough coming out between the? Uh, mm-hmm. So let's read the Rashi. It's a very important Rashi. My benayu over here. Look at Rashi. My benayu. Mechdi. Hecha demedbo. When the animal died, then the Rab ben the Shemuel hayav. Either way, Let's say the animal fell, broke its skull, or fell and busted its stomach open. Rav still says Hayab, even though it looks like he died from the impact, from the Habat. Because I could say, you know what, on the way down he also died from the Habat. Even though it looks like he busted his head on the ground, I could say the Habat killed him as well. Even if he broke his leg, I can say he got weak from the Haval. Which means, once you say Haval, this is the point. I don't care how he dies, I can always accredit it to the Haval. So therefore, what? Give me a practical case where Rav will say one law and Shemuel will say another law. The way I'm understanding up, I got a board that's 10. The animal fell in, broke its head. Conventional wisdom would say, oh, broke his head, that's on the bank. You know what? Rav's going to say, still high about it. You know what? Because on the way down, when he got to that zone, he breathed the air. He died at that point, and then he happened to land on the ground, he broke his head. But it was that killed him. So then, no matter what happens to the shore, you're always going to be high So give me a case where Rav and uh, Shemuel are actually arguing. So I'll tell you a big case. What I said, the case is going to be. You created a board. How did you create a board? Not a board in the ground. I created a board by putting bricks, let's say, 10 to Fahim high. 
Right? I made a boat above ground. The animal jumped now from the top of the bricks down. In such a board that's an above ground board, there's no haval. The haval only is under the ground. So according to Shemuel that says haval and havat. So in this case it should be hayav, because bottom line he banged his head on the ground. Whereas according to Rav, Rav says, no, you only hayav on a board for the haval. This case shall be patur, because there's no haval. An above ground board, gova, and we read, le rava gova lo mehayef. According to Rav, for gova you're not going to be hayav. Le shmuel, agoba nami mehayev. According to Shemuel, you'll be hayav, because bottom line, the bang you still have. Now we go into the analysis. Rav, where did you get this? That it's the haval that's the uh, board. It says, It says, The shore fell into the board. <laughs> what is derich nefila? His head is down. When he falls in derich nefila, his head is down. That means his head breathes the dangerous air on the way down. And therefore, venafal, that's what killed him. Vishmuel, Venafal called Dumash. Vishmuel says, Come on, don't be so tight. Venafal means he fell head first. Venafal means he fell anyway, even if he fell on his back. But bottom line, it's the bang that did it. Tanan. Imkem, we not in Amishnah. Imkem, Lamane Imar Bor. Remember, Amishnah said that? There's many different styles of Bor that you have on. So why did the Torah choose as an illustration Bor? So it says, Ma Bor, she is Bokedel Hamit. Hasarat, I'm just like a Bor. The measurement that is able to kill is ten tefachim. So to any cistern or well or furrow that's ten tefachim is you're liable. So the Gemara says, Good. The language of the Mishnah is so to every bore that has ten. Now, whenever the Mishnah says afkol, it's coming to include a case that the Mishnah did not discuss. Afkol, you're coming to include. The Shemuel was saying, you know what's coming to include? An above ground board. That not only tent of in the ground, Afkol, even if the tent of is above ground, it'll be a hayav. Afkol But according to Rav, what is the call coming to include? According to you, an above ground board is not hayav for mita. Right? Oh, it's coming to include those types of boards. The Haritz and the Na'itz. The Gemara is written in Halitzim and Na'itzim beheject Those are written explicitly in the Mishnah. To come and include something, you got to include something that was not in the Mishnah. No, The Mishnah says to include, and then after it tells me to include, it tells me which ones it's including. So the Mishnah gave me the inclusions. Normally the Mishnah will say Afkol, and I got to figure it out myself. Rav says this Mishnah gave me not only a board of ten tefachim, but even Halitzim and Na'itzim, and the Mishnah gave me the inclusion. Now the Gemara goes to one more point. What did the Mishnah to be so uh, explicit? You tell me, Abor, Shihin, Me'arod, Me'itzin, Haritzin. Well, you give me every single style. Why did the Mishnah deem it necessary to tell me every version and shape and size of Abor? Gemara, I'll tell you why. Sirika, Ditan Abor, if it only would have said Bor, what is a Bor? Let's get the classifications of how we would explain a bor. Bor, I guess, is the round hole. Bor agulhu. It's a round hole. Like we understand a pit. A round pit. So what is that bor? So you know what? 
Ten tefachim into a pit. That's when there's haval, that poisonous air. Mishum dekatin v'klicha. What's it katin v'klicha? It's katsar v'agol. The round shape and the narrowness of it, that creates haval. However, a siyah is also a type of well, but it's long. Okay, it doesn't have that uh, roundness. It has a different shape. So I would have thought, maybe the shape of its longness doesn't bring haval. That's why it had to tell me, no, even a siyah has haval. Yeah. You know why I'll tell you Shia has Haval? Because it's narrow. It's long and narrow. Haval, Me'ara, Demira, But a Me'ara is a square. So I would have said square, maybe the shape doesn't lend itself to Haval. That's why it says Me'ara, that it does. Ve'itana Me'ara, Vamina Me'ara, Basra, Udi, Be'avla, Mishum, Demetalela. A Me'ara is a square, but it has a, like a roof. So I would have said maybe the Haval comes from the roof. Because like, it's like covered a little. Aval, haritzin, which is a square, but it doesn't have a roof. So that's what I say in that case. Ve'itana haritzin. If it would have said haritzin. Ha'va'amina haritzin asarahu di'it pe'havla mishum delet bi'u de'viham bile'el tefim etata'e. What is a haritz? Let's get clarification on the word haritz. Now she says haritzin. Rehavin, they're wide. They're not roofed. So why would I think that they have haval? They have a width. They're not roofed. Ah, which means on top it seems they're narrow, and then it widens out on the bottom. So I would have said since it's narrow on the top, so maybe in that case over here, because it's not wide on the top. Ah, I'm sorry. A haritz, by the way, is narrow the whole way down. Mm-hmm. As she said, I'm meaning to give it again just to get the clarification. Mm-hmm. Haritzin, first wide line. You know why a haritz has avla? It's not more wide on the bottom than it is on the top. So therefore, I would have said a harit as aval. Aval ni'itsin is different. It's wide on top, and then it goes like a funnel. It goes narrow to the bottom. So I would say, because maybe this is the, the top of it is wide. Maybe that doesn't lend itself to aval. Basically, for our purposes, we don't have to become an expert in every shape of a board. You just have to know that bottom line, every shape, whether it's round, whether it's square with a roof, whether it's square without a roof, whether it's long and narrow, whether it's wide and then narrow, whether it's wide and stays wide, all these cases, bottom line, common denominator, tentifahim, this hefil. And therefore, if the animal dies, indeed the owner, or the digger, I should say, is going to be, Hayya Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.